from CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at school breakfast programs and whether offering meals at a different time can impact student absenteeism. Might it be that breakfast after the bell, just as a model, could that be something that is a positive reason for kids to want to come to school, a positive motivation for their parents to ensure that they're getting to school? We welcome Texas Tech University's Jacob Kirksey, co-author of a new multi-state study examining the relationship between breakfast after the bell and student attendance. He shares what his team learned about the program. Our results suggest that the schools who adopted breakfast after the bell as part of the state mandates in Colorado and Nevada saw on average a decline of eight percentage points in the number of students who were chronically absent from their school that year. And some valuable takeaways for policymakers, districts, and school leaders in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic. I think we're going to see a lot of schools and states struggle to re-engage a student body that undeniably has been less engaged over the last year. And so bridging that home to school connection is going to be critical when schools start to resume offering in-person schooling to students again. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Hugh-Muller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today, we're happy to be speaking with Jacob Kirksey, Assistant Professor of Educational Leadership Policy in the College of Education at Texas Tech University. Thanks so much for joining us, Jacob. Thanks for having me. So today we're discussing your new study, which was co-authored by the University of Pennsylvania's Michael Gottfried, titled The Effect of Serving Breakfast After the Bell Meals on School Absenteeism comparing results from regression discontinuity designs. Uh, It was just published in Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis, and it takes a unique look at the relationship between school breakfast programs and student attendance. To start, for those who may not be aware, could you explain what Breakfast After the Bell is as it relates to the study? Breakfast After the Bell is a relatively new approach to how schools are serving breakfast to their students. You know, the role that schools play in providing food to kids via subsidies provided by the U.S. Department of Agriculture has been an established part of schooling since the 40s, since the National School Lunch Program was started. But Breakfast After the Bell takes a relatively new approach to how the meals are actually being served to kids. So traditionally, when you think of school breakfast, you think of kids gathering in a large, larger cafeteria setting. This is certainly how we think about school lunch. But Breakfast After the Bell has a different approach, and its signature approach is that breakfast is not served before school, but it's actually incorporated into part of the regular school day for kids. And there's a couple of different ways that this can happen. Breakfast After the Bell can offer breakfast in the classroom, which is where meals are actually transported to a student's classroom, and the student receives breakfast then as part of their first period. There's also a grab-and-go model where students can collect prepackaged food from a common area in the school on their way to first or second period. And there's also second chance breakfast, which allows students who may arrive slightly late to school to still have an opportunity to have breakfast, usually in between their first and second period, they can go and grab that prepackaged meal. And so breakfast after the bell 
has really revolutionized how schools are serving breakfast by really taking it out of that traditional cafeteria setting and focusing on incorporating breakfast as a routine mechanism as part of the regular school day for students. And is there any aspect of breakfast after the bell that led you to think that maybe this might impact student absenteeism? Yes. The thing with breakfast after the bell that's so interesting is that you know, researchers have been really interested in the effect of school breakfast programs for decades. Most of this concern is around issues related to nutrition or food security for students. And the research to date shows relatively positive effects in these domains. And then researchers have also been interested in looking at does a particular school breakfast program, not just breakfast after the bell, but perhaps universally free meals or offering breakfast in the classroom, you know, more specific models, how do these relate to achievement of students? What I think is interesting about Breakfast After the Bell is its signature effect, so to speak, as a model, is that breakfast is not something that students have to arrive super early to get, or parents have to make extra accommodations for the students to get their breakfast, right? And some of these students may be paying for their breakfast, but many students are not. And this is their chance to receive a free meal. This is a chance for their family to have a free meal provided to their child. And so those additional accommodations can make it a bit challenging for students to get to school and add some of these stressors that uh, research community has long known can contribute to absenteeism of students. They sort of internalize these stressors, waiting in long lines to receive their food if they are actually eligible for a free meal, being worried about some of the stigma, particularly in the later grades in high school that might be associated with receiving that free meal from the peer who's standing right behind you or your friends who, who just know that that's your situation. And so what is interesting is that routine part. And so that's what got us thinking, might it be that Breakfast After the Bell, just as a model, so as a school committing to incorporate breakfast for those who want it or need it as part of their regular school day to reduce those accommodations that have to be made either via the student or their parent could that be something that is a positive reason for kids to want to come to school, a positive motivation for their parents to ensure that they're getting to school? And that's naturally led us to think, might this be reducing students' absenteeism? And that's where we started our focus in looking at some of the policy changes that had occurred in a couple of states in the U.S. So could you give us an overview of your approach to this work? Uh, what kinds of research questions were driving the study and how did you attempt to answer them? Yeah, our research questions are focused on, first and foremost, does the breakfast after the bell model reduce absenteeism like we think it does? Given that breakfast after the bell is so much about the model and the routines and reducing some of those stressors, are we seeing declines in chronic absenteeism in schools who are adopting it? And then our second question is, what types of schools are benefiting most? So some of the policies and the motivations underlying school breakfast programs tend to target schools from more disadvantaged socio-demographic areas. A lot of the research actually has entirely been focused on elementary students and the benefits for school breakfast programs for those elementary grades. And so we wanted to know, first, are there effects? But two, who is experiencing those effects? And could you give us an idea of the scope of the study or the states that were involved? So our motivation for this study actually comes from a law passed both in Colorado and Nevada in 2013 and 2014. And the mandate actually said that schools who are comprised of 70% or more students 
who are eligible for free or reduced price meals. Those schools had to adopt breakfast after the bell as a model by the 2015-2016 school year. And so the law was passed in 2013-2014. The rates that the schools are being benchmarked against are their free and reduced lunch or meal composition back in 2014-2015. And then when we expect to see the schools fully adopt the model would be 2015-2016 if they already weren't doing breakfast after the bell. So let's jump into your findings. Uh, overall, what did you learn about the relationship between breakfast after the bell and student absenteeism? And more specifically, were there any impacts that were tied to certain grade levels or student groups? Our results suggest that the schools who adopted breakfast after the bell in the 2015-2016 school year as part of the state mandates in Colorado and Nevada saw on average a decline in eight percentage points in the number of students who were chronically absent from their school that year. What's interesting is that our findings were strongest for high schools. So as I mentioned before, a lot of interest in research around school breakfast programs has focused on elementary grades. But when you think about breakfast after the bell in the model and trying to reduce stigma because breakfast is just being served as part of the regular school day, and oftentimes breakfast after the bell is even accompanied with offering universally free meals. It's not surprising to us that we saw the largest declines in the high schools. We also found that the schools who saw a greater change in the number of students who were actually eating meals, so their meal participation both overall as a school and their meal participation among the students who were eligible for free or reduced price meals, those schools also saw larger declines in chronic absenteeism following the adoption of Breakfast After the Bell. And then lastly, the schools who had adopted universally free meals as part of their Breakfast After the Bell mandate and schools in suburban areas also saw greater declines in chronic absenteeism, which to us suggests that you know, one of the mechanisms, and though we can't necessarily test this quantitatively, but one of the mechanisms that could be interesting here is Breakfast After the Bell's ability as a model to reduce the stigma that could be associated with receiving breakfast. And just by incorporating it as part of the regular school day, not you know, being quite as obvious in who and who is not receiving their meals as part of the subsidy program could be a key mechanism in the types of students who are more likely to come to school when Breakfast After the Bell is the model that is delivering the breakfast that they receive and rely on in many cases. Obviously, we're in a moment where many schools and their meal programs are not currently open to students, but we're hopefully moving toward a point where that will begin to change and we can return to at least some sense of normalcy. Uh, given that context, though, what do you think the implications of this study might be? Should policymakers and school leaders in other states be considering breakfast after the bell for their own students? I think the implications from this study could not be more relevant given the times today. You know, schools across the country are really asking themselves, like, how engaged are our students, right? And when the sense of normalcy you talk about comes to be, hopefully in the next school year, I think we're going to see a lot of schools and states struggle to re-engage a student body that undeniably has been less engaged over the last year. Part of that is because of just the nature of remote learning. Part of it is because everybody, including the teachers, parents, school administrators, have had a lot more on their plate recently. And so bridging that home to school connection is going to be critical 
when schools start to resume offering in-person schooling to students again. So when school goes back in person and students are expected to show up in person, I don't think we're going to be surprised when we see that a lot of schools are going to struggle with higher absenteeism rates among their student body, and they're going to be looking for things that they can do, things that are within a school's control to re-engage their students. And that's what I think is so interesting about this study is where you serve breakfast to your students is something that is completely within a school's control. Being able to offer kids the opportunity to have breakfast as part of their first period, opportunity to have a second chance breakfast if they arrive to school slightly late. These are all ways that we can be thinking about engaging students, giving them a reason to show up, giving their parents a reason to ensure their kids have that necessary motivation or ensure that they are making the accommodations necessary to ensure that their students are showing up to school and on time whenever possible. And my last question would be, do you think that there are opportunities here for future research? either for you and Michael or others who are interested in the impacts of school breakfast programs on students? Absolutely. And while there's been a lot of research done in the school breakfast program space and the effects that these breakfast programs can have for students, one of the things that I think is largely missing is the why. And I know that's something that quantitative researchers like myself ask all the time. You know, why are we seeing such sharp declines relatively compared to prior research in chronic absenteeism because of breakfast after the bell. We also looked in our study at achievement just to follow suit with previous research, and we did not find that breakfast after the bell hurt or improved achievement whatsoever. And so I think it gets to more of some of these mechanisms I've been talking about, doing interviews with students and teachers who are part of these breakfast after the bell programs. Do they like it? Do they sort of mention directly, is it a reason or a motivator for them to come to school? For the teachers in particular, understanding, you know, what accommodations are actually happening? Because, you know, I think it's important, not everything holds constant when you change breakfast locations, even though it sounds simple and something that's completely in the control of school. We're also asking many times teachers to make extra accommodations for students to eat during first period. I've heard many anecdotes of teachers actually helping out with breakfast. And so that's part of their new responsibilities in that case. And so some qualitative lines of inquiry could, I think, add a lot of value to our study's findings. And then on the more quantitative approach, one of the questions I'm surprised researchers haven't addressed or tackled is the cost benefit of offering something like breakfast after the bell. You know, again, while changing breakfast location is something that just seems like it doesn't cost anything. There are accommodations and extra expenses. If you think about that, we're taking up some instructional time in some cases by allowing students to have meals as part of their regular school day. But also there's other benefits too beyond just looking at a school's chronic absenteeism rate. One easy example is that schools receive state funding most of the time based on their attendance rates for their students. And so thinking about Okay, so we may be losing some instructional time and our teachers may have some additional responsibilities. But given what we're seeing with declines in chronic absenteeism rate, which is what we would expect other states if they were interested in breakfast after the bell to similarly experience, do these declines outweigh the additional cost or the change? Is it worth it? Well, this is great work, Jacob, and we encourage our listeners to go and read the full article Again, it's titled, 
the effect of serving breakfast after the bell meals on school absenteeism, comparing results from regression discontinuity designs, and it was just published in Educational Evaluation and Policy Analysis. Jacob Kirksey, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can follow us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E Hub.